0: And uh, let us go into the word of God. Let's go to Colossians chapter number 3. Let's go to Colossians chapter number 3. And let us read from verse 1 and 2. I think last Sunday, if you remember, this is where I ended. Colossians chapter number 3, verse number 1 and 2. If then you were raised with Christ... Seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on the things of the earth. Hallelujah. Last Sunday I, I told you about um, the angel told those ladies who came to search for Jesus in the graves that he is not there, he is risen. So Jesus cannot be found. In dead places, Jesus cannot be found in the grave. He is risen. He is in a different area altogether. He is in a different location. He is, a, he, is, he is in a different realm. And if you want to seek Him, we need to we need to go in that realm. That is the spirit. Hallelujah. That is the spiritual realm. The things of the of the spirit, meaning the things of heaven, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Amen. Hallelujah. So last Sunday I covered all those things. And I told you that we, the dead places are earthly things and the things of the flesh. And I told you the ways through which people are seeking Jesus. But they cannot find Jesus through those ways because those are dead ways. Jesus cannot be found through those ways. But the Bible here now in Colossians chapter number 3, verse number 1, it says, If you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. Seeking Christ is above uh, seeking Christ, if you want to seek Christ, you need to rise in the spirit. You need to ascend in the spirit. If you are, if you are living an earthly life, if you are living a earthly life, your mind is always on the earth and the earthly things in the physical situation. You will never find Christ. You will never hear His voice. You will never have direction in your life. You need to ascend. If you were raised with Christ we are raised with him with him the same spirit that gave that raised christ from the from the dead dwells in us the bible says in romans chapter 9 as uh, romans chapter 8 <coughs> hallelujah <coughs> so we have we have to understand that we are being raised with christ so we have to seek those things which are above where christ is sitting at the right hand of god set your mind this is our this is what the lord told me to speak on tonight set your mind on things above and not on the things of the earth set your mind our focus and our attention and our mind should be continually on jesus okay not the traditional jesus in the in the church building i am talking about the jesus who is sitting at the right hand of God. Our focus, our attention and our mind should continually focus on Jesus. If we focus on Jesus, we will be able to run the race faithfully and completed if we are focused on Jesus. The day we are diverted, our focus diverts from Jesus to anything else, we will, we will get stuck. That, that is our topic tonight that we have to focus and give our attention and focus not on the things of the earth, not on the earthly things, but on Jesus and his will, on Jesus and his will, okay? Hallelujah! Now, now you have to understand that the way the Old Testament addressed the Jewish people and the way the New Testament addresses us now, those are two different ways, Hallelujah! Because the New Testament starts off with Jesus in the book of Matthew. Jesus being born and the New Testament introduces the believers who believe in Jesus to the way of the spirit and not of the law. Okay? Stay with me. When you read the Old Testament, the Old Testament talks about prosperity from a perspective of Earthly prosperity, that if you will worship God and if you will keep his commandments, you shall prosper. He will bless your bread, he will bless your water, he will bless your cattle, he will bless your sheep. But when you start coming, stay with me, okay? When you come to the New Testament, the prosperity the New Testament speaks about is, it never ever speaks about earthly prosperity it talks only about spiritual prosperity because spiritual prosperity uh, because earthly prosperity is a byproduct of spiritual prosperity as per the new testament i will come to the verses whenever the new testament talks about prosperity may in health in uh, in finances in lifestyle It is talking in context to your spiritual prosperity. Stay with me. The New Testament introduces the ways of the spirit to us where it teaches us to prosper in the heavenly things and not in the the earthly things. Okay, stay with me. The New Testament, I will give you the verses on that. It, It teaches about prospering in the heavenly things. And leaving the earthly things as a secondary part of our life. What it says, what it teaches us is the teachings of Jesus in the gospel then the apostles, the epistles in all the chapters of the New Testament. It teaches us and it exhorts us to prosper in the heavenly things, in the things of the spirit. Are we together? Hallelujah! When a preacher says that, oh, believe in Jesus and you, you will get a big house. Believe in Jesus and you will get a car. That is not what the New Testament teaches. The New Testament teaches to prosper in the spiritual things. And even as you prosper in the spiritual things, the earthly things will follow you. Okay, Matthews, you know that verse? Matthews chapter 6, verse number 33. You know what it says? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all other things shall follow. Are you understand? That is the first verse I am bringing to you, which Jesus spoke. Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Listen to me. I am talking about shifting our focus from our salary, shifting our our focus from what we want on earth, shifting our focus about what uh, uh, what material things we want from God shifting all our focus from those things unto Jesus alone unto the things of heaven unto the spiritual things because that is what the New Testament teaches us okay it never teaches us that you come to Jesus if you believe in Jesus you will you will get prosperous and you come to Jesus for your for prosperity it teaches us to seek ye first the kingdom of God It teaches us a different way of prosperity and the different way of prosperity is seeking, is focusing on the kingdom of God, on the things of God, on reading the Bible, meditating on the word of God, praying, fellowshipping with God's people, building his kingdom, building his church, working on him. Those are the things of heaven. Hallelujah. Those are the what? things of heaven our, our real purpose is not working my real purpose is not working in my office the real purpose in my life is the kingdom work is the, is the, is the kingdom of God that is the real job I have seek ye first the kingdom of God and all other things uh, and his righteousness and all other things will be added unto you the, seek ye first the heavenly things And his righteousness. Hallelujah. To live righteously. To be clothed with his righteousness. Not having our own. Clothed with his righteousness. And his kingdom. Seeking his kingdom. And all other things. What? Will what? Will be added unto you. Okay. Let us go to to the next verse. Matthew chapter number 6. Verse 19. 19. 20. Matthew chapter, chapter number 6. Verse 19 and 20. 19 and 20. Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. This is Jesus speaking now. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroy and where thieves do not break in and not steal. So Jesus is again speaking that we are not to we are not called to work so much to accumulate wealth on earth but we are called to what accumulate wealth in heaven hallelujah are you understanding i am trying to bring you the right perspective because many believers about 80 percent believers have got it wrong because their pastors preach it wrong that you know god will prosper you in the in the earthly things that is now how the new testament puts it across the new testament first says that you focus on on the spiritual things on jesus lay up treasures in heaven okay hallelujah the prosperity that we are seeking for is not in the physical the prosperity that we are seeking for is not earthly is not in the material things the prosperity that we are seeking for is to get rich in the things of heaven, to get rich in the knowledge of Christ, to get rich in the wealth and the riches of heaven. Okay, So that is what Jesus is saying. Let let me take you to the next verse about some verses in the New Testament, some of them, not all of them, we don't have time, about, about providence, about finances, about prosperity. Okay, Philippians chapter number 4. verse 19 what it says my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus my God shall your needs will be supplied but not as per your wants but according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus again the needs are not connected to our wants the needs are connected to his riches and glory. Hallelujah. And his riches and glory comes through a different way. The world gets prosperous in, through a different way. But we get prosperous from, from the heavenly way. We have to understand that. The world rises in a different way. But we rise through a, through a rising in the spirit through a different way. The rising of God's people and the rising of the worldly people are two different ways. We got to understand that. Hallelujah. Are we understanding? The world, a person in the world rises and then he will say, Oh, I was like this, I was like that, I was like that, I worked hard, I worked 12 hours, I worked 13 hours, I did this, I did that and then I I rose, I determined myself. I was, uh, uh, I was supposed to give up but I did not give up, I had sleepless night, I did so many sacrifices. And, but when a person in the kingdom of God rises, his testimony will be Jesus. His, testi- his testimony will not be his own works. Hallelujah. He will say, I was just seeking my Lord and I rose. Hallelujah. The rising and the prosperity in the kingdom of God comes through a different way. It's by focusing on Jesus. It's by looking unto Jesus. Okay. Hallelujah. So, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in what? In Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. According to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. What does it mean? What are his riches? What is according to his riches? Glory according to how much Hallelujah! We have access to the knowledge bank of heaven, according to how much we have access to the treasures of revelation, according to that He will supply our needs. I will come to that now in the next verse. Okay, stay with me. Second Corinthians, chapter number nine. Second Corinthians, chapter number nine. Verse number 8. Okay. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance. Hallelujah. This is the will of God. What? This is talking about prosperity. This is talking about finances. This is talking about material wealth. And we have to understand the context in which God wants to bless us financially and material wise. Okay? The context is, first of all, he wants to bless us not only for our needs, but he wants to bless us with what? Abundance, more than we need. That is He. That is his will, that is his word. Not only what we need, but in more abundance. Why? May have an abundance... Having all sufficiency in all things and may have an abundance for every good work. Good work is not good in, the, in, in terms of social work. Good work means the work of God. Okay. Hallelujah. Stay with me now. Stay with me. Then, okay. So, listen to me. The Bible says that he will suffice all our needs and then he will give in abundance more than we need. For his work, for his work, he is able to make all grace abound towards us so that we may have all that would suffice our needs and have an abundance for every good work. He is able to make all grace abound to our needs. That means that God blesses you, God blesses us with providence. When we, are, when we open our hearts heart to serve God and the more we open our hearts to serve God, He will release the providence. For example, let me give you an example to explain this. I want a house and I say, God, I want this house for me to open a house prayer. That's why I want the house. So, mo- the more we open our hearts and our intention, Lord, I want this because... This is needed for your kingdom. I want to use it for your kingdom. Then God will release his providence. Then this verse will come to pass. Are we understanding? The more we open our hearts and say, God, I want a car so that I can go to the church on time. And also contribute more to the church because my church is a little bit far. I want a car. God will release a providence for you because you want to You want something to to do for his work. Hallelujah. People are directed to a prosperity where they are said that, oh, believe in Jesus, what you want, you will get. They, They are not taught that you have to first open your heart to serve god and to focus on him for his kingdom work and then god will release a providence if i say oh i want to buy a house to show my relatives to bring my friends in to have a party every saturday night god's providence will not be released when i when i pray that god i want this house because i want to i want to start a house prayer in the weekends and I want to invite people from the, from, from, from the church so that we may pray. That's why I want the big, big house. Hallelujah. So that people can park their car. I want a big parking. God will release providence. Because, are you understanding the context? The focus is not earthly prosperity. Your focus is not wanting a house primarily. Your focus is you want something so that you can do kingdom work. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Lord, I want a MacBook so that I can join the I can join glorify Jesus ministry meetings. That's why I want a I, I want a laptop. When he will see, he will make all grace abound towards you. When you want to when you are focused on on the kingdom, when you are focused on Jesus, when you are focused on the things of heaven, that is biblical prosperity. Are we understanding? Hallelujah! Not that Oh Oh Believe in Jesus God will prosper you You will have your best life You will have a car You will be prosperous But that is not the true gospel The true gospel is Gospel is Seek ye first the kingdom of God When you are seeking the kingdom of God When you are stepping ahead in the work of God The providence and your lifestyle will increase Why? Not because We want to live comfortably But we want to represent God To represent God Hallelujah. I am not against some past, not all of them, but some genuine pastors bri- buying private jets. I am not against it because they want to. They say, God, I am being I am being limited by those commercial commercial uh, uh, plane traveling, but I want to preach the gospel and take it to the ends of the earth, and I have to, the time is constrained. You know, I have to wait for the uh, for the boarding and all those. That's why. So so God releases a private jet for them because they want to do kingdom work. I know simple pastors who live simply having private jets and people criticizing them. I am not against that because I know he got that jet. He got that private jet, not because he wanted, but because he is at a level where he is doing the work of uh, of God on a global level and a private jet is needed for that man of God Hallelujah I will never I will never despise uh, I will never despise to sow in such a man of God's ministry whom I see Focus on the kingdom of God And he building the kingdom of God Hallelujah The way of providence been, Being released to you is is Dependent on how much You are willing to serve God And how much you are willing to give your life for God when you seek ye first the kingdom of God, as per the level, as per the heart you have to serve God, as per the focus and attention you have of, on Jesus, as per that, the providence will be released in your life. The providence will be released in your life. Hallelujah. Are we understanding people of God? Amen. Hallelujah. So, so, it's not that, Lord, I want a job. Why do you want a job? Hallelujah. Lord I, Lord, I want a job. Lord, you, you bless me so that I can give it back to you. Lord, I want a job of this much amount so that I can support your kingdom work. God will give you more than you need. You will have in abundance every month. I am telling you. You will have in abundance every month. Hallelujah. Because what matters is, are we focused on Jesus? It's so many people pray, Lord, we want this, Lord, we want that. But how much, they are not even ready, they are not even ready to come in the morning to put the speakers in the church. And they want a lot of things. They want a job, they want a car, they want, a, they want, a, they want two, three houses, they want this, they want that. But they are not ready to do anything for God. They don't even come ta- on time to the church and they want big, big things. The provid- they will keep on asking, but the providence will not be released. The providence will only be released when you step ahead in the kingdom of God. Amen. When you take decisions for God. Hallelujah. Are we understanding this? Okay? You will, not, you will receive on not how much you want, but how much you are ready to give to God. You will receive on that basis. I am not only talking about money. I am talking about everything. I am talking about your time. I am talking about energy. I am talking about what you have. It is not only money that is required. If you have a small house, give that small house for for a small house group in your house. Let people come in that house. Hallelujah. What does the Bible say? The widow of Zarephath was commanded to feed Elijah. She was commanded to, to feed Elijah. But what she was doing... She was gathering up sticks to cook food and to eat for herself and her son to eat. No wonder there was lack in her house because she was not working for God. But Elijah said, first you bring the morsel of bread for me. Give it for the kingdom of God. Then the oil in your house will never dry up. And the flour will never finish until rain comes in Israel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah we want so many things for, from god but how much are we ready to give to god or to how much are we open to serve god hallelujah it not it, it, my prosperity does not depends on how many hours i work in the office my prosperity does not depends about about how well i perform perform or how well i please my boss my prosperity depends on how much I am ready to give to God. How much I am, I am open to give to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are we understanding people of God? Amen. How much are you ready to give to God? God will release providence more in your life. Amen. He will give you more than you need for in abundance for every good work. And then the Bible says, verse number seven, 9, Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter number 9, verse number 9. As it is written, He has dispersed abroad, He has given to the poor, His righteousness endures forever. Now, may He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food multiply, uh, sorry, may He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. We don't increase because we don't sow. I'm not only talking about finances. But I am talking about even if you don't have anything. Whatever you have, have have you given it for God's work? Hallelujah. Amen. You have a car. You have a small car. But you still don't go to the church on time. On Sunday mornings you are sleeping in your house. How can God give you a bigger car? No, he cannot. Because what you have currently, you are not using it for God. You are using it for your selfish needs. Hallelujah. Okay. You can go to your friend's party. You can go on a picnic with your alcoholic friends. But you, you are not using that car to come to the church. How will you increase? Tell me. You will only increase when you will start to use it and give it. Lord. I am going to the church and I am having this small car. Now I am in the choir. I have to carry instruments. I want a bigger car. God will release a bigger car for you. I am telling you. Once a brother from the church messaged me and he told me that uh, I want Saturday, Sunday week off in my job because he was not having weekend off. He told me, I want, I want to have... Saturday, Sunday week off so that I can be a part my because only I want to be a part of the Sunday church and Saturday meetings. I told, I don't even have to pray. Your desire is granted already by God. You will get it in this week. And the next day he messaged me that he got his Saturday, Sunday week off approved. The next day itself. Hallelujah. If your desires align for uh, for, for the kingdom work, If your desires are focused on Jesus you will start to receive even as the rich people who work day and night don't receive you will start to receive in such a supernatural way. Hallelujah. A man continues to rise in God materially in the kingdom of God because he is expanding his desires for God. He is expanding his desires for God. Are we understanding? The more you serve him the more you give your time to him, I am telling you, you will not stay poor. You will stay like an ambassador. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not because, not because, to sh- not to show the world that you are an ambassador. No, 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 not like that. But because you are expanding. You are expanding, first of all, what you are doing for God. And God will then release the providence The more you expand, this is the territory, God will release this much. You expand and you say, Lord, this is what I want to do for you. He will release that much. Then you expand more, he will release that much. He will release, he will release, he will release. He will give you more than what you need in more abundance for every good work. Are we understanding people of God? Hallelujah. That's why I was saying that Bible does not focus on earthly prosperity. It focuses on a way where it tries us, it it, it teaches us to focus on Jesus, on the heavenly things, on the things of heaven. What are the things of heaven? What are heavenly things? Focus on the things in heaven. It's simply meditating on the word. It's simply praying. It's doing kingdom work. It's building his house, building his church. Hallelujah. Are we understanding? Yeah. Amen. Many people don't get a job that they want because they, they know in their hearts if I get the job, my plan is to do overtime in that job and if I need to skip the church, I will skip the church and earn a lot of money. That's why they are not getting prosperous, prosperous in Christ. That's why there, are, there is still lack in their life. Hallelujah. Are we understanding? Like the widow of Zarephath. God commanded her to give the bread to give providence to Elijah. For the kingdom work of God. But here she was feeding her own self. Not doing anything for God. Okay? And saying I will die, I will die. But but when she gave, the Bible says the oil never dried up. And the flour never got over. Until rain came in Israel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, so this is biblical prosperity. Where our focus is Jesus. Where, is, where our focus is the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Let's go to Hebrews chapter number 12. Hebrews chapter number 12. Verse number 1. <coughs> Hebrews chapter number 12, verse number 1. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses... Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. How? How to run the race? Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. This is another words where the Bible says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. So, this context why we have to look unto Jesus so that in verse number 3, let, let us see that. For Verse number 3 says, For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Hallelujah. Many people get easily discouraged they get they they get sorrowful they get depressed you know why because because they are not looking unto jesus the bible says looking unto jesus the author and perfecter of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross jesus was the example the the reason why he endured the cross because he saw the joy that the father would have if his son, if his own son dies for the sins of mankind. Amen, Looking unto the joy of the father. Considering that if my father takes joy in this, I am ready to endure the cross. Amen. Focusing on what God needs. Focusing on what God wants. Focusing on to uh, focusing to please god we go through trials and tribulation and say lord if you if this is your will i go through it uh, hallelujah if this is your will i am ready to endure it it uses the the bible uses the example of jesus because it's it is it is saying in that words that we will not go through more than what jesus went through He endured and he suffered hostility from sinners against him. He died the death on the cross. We will not go through more than what Jesus went through. Hallelujah. You see, as a human being, he went through so much. He went through the pain of hell. He went through the suffering of hell on the cross. But yet he endured it. Why? He was looking unto the joy. What is the joy? The joy of his father. My father's will will be fulfilled. My father would be pleased with me. Hallelujah. What does the Bible say? The father told from, from heaven, This is my beloved son. Hear him. This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. That was the life of Jesus. Everything he did in his life, it was because everything he went through in his life, it was because he was looking unto the interests and the desires of his father. Hallelujah. We are on to the next topic where many Christians are discouraged, let down, depressed. They give up when they go through trials and tribulations. Why? Because they are not looking unto the interest of their saviour. Hallelujah. Looking unto Jesus, we go through. Hallelujah. Are we understanding until now? Looking unto Jesus, who endured the cross for us, who did everything for us, who, who, despising the shame and <clears throat> who endured hostility from sinners. Hallelujah. We have to look unto Jesus lest we may become weary and discouraged in our souls. Hallelujah. If we look to Jesus, we can go through all trials, all tribulations, all temptations. If we continue to look to Jesus and say, Lord Jesus, it I know it is because you want to change me and mold me and break me and turn me into a new person. I am ready for your will to go through all these things, looking unto Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. In this context, okay, let me read ahead. Verse number 4, Hebrews chapter number 12, verse number 4. Yet you have not yet resisted to bloodshed, striving against sin, and you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you, you as to sons. My son... Do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens, and scourges every son whom he receives. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us and we paid paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the father of spirits and live? For they indeed for a few days chastened us as seemed best to them. But he for our profit that we may be partakers of his holiness. Now no chastening seems to be joyful for the present. But painful, nevertheless, afterwards it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Hallelujah! Now, the context that this chapter, Hebrews Hebrews chapter 12 is speaking, the context it is speaking is a believer going through trials and tribulations. Why? Why? So that the father can train his son. So that the father can train his daughter. And the the reason why trials and tribulations are coming, the reason is chastening. The father is correcting us. The father is chastening us. And the Bible says, do not despise the chastening of your father. If you don't want to be corrected by your father, Chastened by your father. If you don't want to have trials and tribulations, the Bible says we are not partakers of his nature. We are not partakers of his holiness. Do we see that? Okay. So, he is chastening us. He is correcting us so that we can be partakers of his holiness. So that he may train us. He may mold us. He may break us and give us a new shape. As the potter, the Bible says in the book of Jeremiah, as a as a potter if the vessel the shape of the vessel is not proper as per him he will break the vessel and give the vessel a new shape with his own hands hallelujah, hallelujah. that is what the lord wants to do in our lives but when christians go through trials and tribulations they don't want to endure trials and j- tribulations why Because they don't want their father to chasten them or to correct them. They want to be in the same state in which they are. They don't want to be molded. They don't want to be broken. They don't want the new shape and new life that the father wants to give them. Hallelujah. But the Bible says we have to to endure every trial, every tribulation. Because the father wants to give us a new shape. Looking unto Jesus. How he endured the cross looking unto the joy of his father. We have, to, we have to endure every trial and tribulation looking unto him. So the trials in our life come, uh, come in our life. Trials and tribulation to chasten us from God come in our life. First of all to sanctify us and cleanse us. Hallelujah. To sanctify us and to cleanse us. Many times when we people accept Jesus Christ, they go through big losses in their business. They go through financial crisis. After accepting Jesus Christ, why? God is cleansing the work of your hands. God is removing all the, all the corrupted money, all the dirty money. God is removing all the money that came through Satan. He is emptying you. He is he, making you empty. He is cleansing you and sanctifying you. That's why you are going through trials and tribulations. Are we understanding? Secondly, to prune us. The Bible says in John chapter number 15. Let's go to John chapter number 15. John chapter number 15 and verse number 2. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Hallelujah. He makes us fertile. He makes us moist. He, make, he prunes us so that we can yield more produce. We can yield more produce. He works on the field that is our life, our heart. Hallelujah. He makes our heart, he makes our life, he makes our field ready so that we can bear more fruits. That's why we go through trials and tribulations. Hallelujah. If you want to harvest some crops on a land, you have to, you have to go through that harvesting process or whatever it is. Dig the land and all those things. You have to work on that land. He works on us. That's why those that work of God, that prune, pruning of God comes in the form of trials and tribulations. Are we understanding? It comes in the form of trials and tribulations. Thirdly, to make us ready for the things He would give us. Hallelujah. Many words and promises that He has given us It's just a promise that we have received. But after we receive the promise, he prepares us so that that promise, that word, very word can manifest in our lives. Hallelujah. If he told you that he will make you a prophet to the nations, that is a word that came to you. But after the word that came to you, you will go through a process where he will make you ready. And the process that you will go through will comprise of trials and tribulations. Hallelujah. Are we understanding? When you read your Bible, you will see that every person that was anointed by God did not immediately receive the purposes and the seat or the authority or the the position that uh, he was promised. They were made to wait for a long period of time. And after that, that calling manifested in their life. Like Joseph saw a dream when he was a teenage boy. That his parents, his brothers will bow down to him. Hallelujah. But that did not happen immediately. It took years for him, for him to go to that position and to serve that purpose for which he was anointed years back. David was anointed by Samuel when he was a teenage guy. But it took around 13 to 14 years technically when he actually sat on the seat of the king of Israel. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! There is a long-term process after you are anointed and then be- between your, you getting anointed and you serving the purposes, getting the ministry that you were promised, getting the position and the authority that you are pro- promised. What happens in between? He prunes you. What happens in between? He sanctifies you. He cleanses you. In between what He does? He makes you ready. Hallelujah. For the things that you are supposed to handle. Are we understanding? Do you know Joseph? The Bible says that seven years, Joseph gave the wisdom and revelation to Pharaoh for seven years, when there is abundance, we will store up all the grains. And for the next seven years, when there is a drought, we will use the grain. And the Bible says, when there was a drought for seven long years, many in the whole earth, in the whole earth, there was a drought. People came to the storehouse of Joseph, came to the Prime Minister of Egypt, that is Joseph, to take grains and buy grains from him. Can you imagine the logistics, the operation that was supposed to be in place in carrying out that global work? How could Joseph have that wisdom? God took him through phases. First of all, God... Made when he was in his father's house he was the keeper of sheep when he was in his father's house uh, uh, his father told Joseph to to have a look on his brothers whether they they are doing things right or not so God was training him in leadership from his very young age and then when he was sold the Bible says even in Potiphar's house he was not a slave he was an overseer of everything Potiphar had so there God was training him in handling logistics In handling supplies of food In handling the household servants God was training him there in, in areas Then the Bible says he was accused of rape And he was put into prison And there he was not a prisoner he The jailer made him the, the overseer The supervisor of all the prisoners There again God was training him Hallelujah that's why there is a big gap when you are anointed and when you receive the word. And then when you actually receive it, there is a long time, there is a long journey for that. Why? For that which your hands are supposed to handle, God will train you in your journey. Amen. Through many experiences, He will train you, He will train you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are we understanding people? Yeah. Amen. That's why the trials and the whole journey... We have to look unto Jesus. We have to look unto Jesus. We have to look unto Jesus and go through. Go through. Go through. Hallelujah. Amen. Are we understanding? I was not such a well-spoken person. But when I was taking up a job, God gave me a call center job. And I worked for a call center for for US and Canada processes. Then I worked for international processes. God was training me. Then I work for translation processes where I translated from Indian languages to those languages. God was training me. Hallelujah. I can preach in Hindi fluently. I can preach. Why? God puts us and He trains us. There are many challenges we face, but it is all for, it is all destined so that we can serve the purposes of God perfectly. It's all about heavenly things, dear friends. It's not about the job, it's not about the money. Okay. See what, See beyond that. It's about what God wants to accomplish through us. What God wants to train us for. Hallelujah. Are we understanding people? Hallelujah. He will, he will, first of all, we go into trials and tribulation not to... God does not want to destroy us in any way. Don't blame God. Hallelujah. Many people, I know I get calls... Brother, this is not happening. Why God is not doing? People ask me questions. Then they will say, this is not happening. Brother, you ask God and tell me why this is not happening. Brother, I am not getting a job. You ask God why this is happening. They are so angry when they talk to me. Actually, they are angry with God. And, then, and uh, then angry. So, I told them, that cannot happen. I can just pray. You have to depend on God. In this mood of yours, you cannot have a job. Hallelujah. First of all, calm yourself down and, and ask sorry from God. You are having this blaming spirit of blame, blaming God. Give thanks to God in the situation you are. Calm yourself down and repent and submit to God and seek Him. So, so, people are in a mindset where they are, but they don't know that the trials and tribulations they go through is to sanctify them, cleanse them, to prune them, to make them ready for the things that God would give them to handle. And the fourth one is to make him, to make us more like Jesus Christ. What? To make us more like Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Yes. <clears throat> more than the purposes of God, God wants, to, wants us to be more like his son. More like his son. More like his son. And we cannot become more like Jesus Christ until we suffer in the flesh. Are we understanding? Yeah, there will be suffering. There will be trials. There will be tribulations. Mo- many Christians who believe in the word of faith, movement and all those things, they will say, oh no, 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 no. This is wrong preaching. There is no tribulation in Christianity. There is no, uh, there is no tribulation. Even We will be raptured before tribulation. There is no this. There is no that. There is no suffering. There is no persecution. God wants to live us, God wants us to live comfortably. God wants to have all the things in the world. No, that is not the gospel. That is not the gospel. He wants to sanctify us, cleanse us, prune us, make us ready for the things we are supposed to handle. And then he wants to make us more like his son. And if we want to if we want to become more like Jesus, we got to suffer in the flesh. We got to suffer in the flesh. Okay, let me take you to a verse in the book of in the epistle of Peter, in the epistle of Peter, 1st uh, Peter chapter number 4, 1 Peter chapter number 4, verse number 1. Therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourself with the same mind. For he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. That he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh. For the, less, the, for the lust of men, but for the will of God. Yeah, is that is the word. That is the word. So, how can we preach and teach people that come to Christ and there is no suffering when you come to Christ? That is, that is not doctrinal. That is not from the Bible. The Bible says since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourself with the same mind why for he who suffers in the flesh gets sanctified get sanctified hallelujah that is what it means ceases from sin he is sanctified hallelujah many mega church pastors in india are teaching now that if 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 they hear me they will throw stones at me because i am asking people to fast and pray you know, but they say we should not fast and pray. Yeah, in India, we should not fast and pray because Christ has done the work. Just believe in him. Hallelujah. So one of one of, our, one of the sisters in the comment box of that pastor said, you know, Jesus went to the wilderness to fast and pray for 40 days and night. And she explained her things which she was right. Doctrinally, she was right so how can he, to 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 overcome the devil to overcome test, temptation so how, why should we not fast and pray so the pastor replied you are you have got it all wrong sister the pastor said and the pastor said that jesus fasted and prayed and overcame the enemy so that we don't have to do it he did it for us <laughs> <laughs> hallelujah hallelujah We just have to sit and Jesus will spoon feed us. That means we don't have to do anything. Jesus has done it all for us. That word is true, but that has been twisted and given to people. Hallelujah. Here I am not establishing a doctrine of human works. I am saying that we, there is a process that we have to endure. And in that process, there will be suffering. Why? To make us more like Christ it will not be a bed of roses as many pastors preach hallelujah and they preach it to attract more people and more money hallelujah but we have to that's why apostle paul apostle paul read the epistles he was not a pastor of a mega church he knew his church members by name he prayed for them he planted house churches he was not famous in his time but the epistles he wrote in the prison house In the prison, those epistles became established doctrines by the Holy Spirit that still we are receiving the benefits from. A man is not supposed to have a mega church to serve God. Hallelujah. We we have that mindset. Oh, yeah, we should have a big ministry, thousands of people should come. I lost, I lost all those desires. I know what is real ministry. I know it. Hallelujah. Amen. Are we understanding? that is what the bible says since christ suffered for us in the flesh arm yourself with the same mind hallelujah yeah. arm yourself with the same mind there will be good times there will be bad times hallelujah i am not saying that god will make you suffer always that is not what i am saying don't get me wrong okay i am saying there will be phases in your life where god will train you like joseph for a long period of time he was he was here he was there but he was, it, it was not that he was destroyed, he was harmed. Wherever he was, he prospered. He prospered. Wherever he was placed. He was placed to become a slave, but he was promoted immediately and he became the ruler of the house of Potiphar. Then he was put into jail saying that he is a rapist. He was not, he was not recognized as a rapist. He was recognized as a team leader. He was recognized as a supervisor. Alleluia. So, what, we, what I am saying is, wherever you are placed, for example, the time where he was accused of rape, that was the time of suffering for Joseph, but he endured it. He did not blame God. He did not say, God, I am, why you are doing this with me and all those things. He kept quiet. Hallelujah. When we go through suffering, we have to just keep quiet and focus on Jesus. Mm-hmm. Things will change. Don't worry, things will change. I have... I have went through a lot of experiences like that in my life, yes. In my office, when I used to work in the office, some demonic team leaders were against me. I was in the quality team, I used to analyse the calls of people, I was promoted. So in the operation base, some team leader, a lady team leader would always come and nag me. And, you know, she was a kind of very aggressive woman. And I was a quiet guy. I, I, I don't answer people. So, you she used to take advantage and nag me and insult me before people. But I kept quiet. I kept quiet. I waited on God. God, this is happening. What should I do? God did not tell me anything. After a week, God did, it, did what he want, had to do. That lady who was accusing me. Was herself accused of immorality, and the company, and the company threw threw her off. And she was arrested. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. So, so we endure suffering, keeping quiet and focusing on Jesus. Don't worry, God will deal. God will deal with them. God will deal with them. Yes. Are we understanding? So, don't get me wrong. Oh, brother, Rahul is saying we have to suffer. No, I am not talking about suffering all the time. I am talking about phases in your life Where you have to go through some suffering And trials Where in those situations Look unto Jesus Look unto Jesus Your insults that you are receiving Is not, not bigger Or not harsh than what Jesus received So look unto him How he endured Looking at the joy that was set before him Are we understanding people of God? Hallelujah Hallelujah Let's go to Matthew's chapter number 14. Let's go to Matthew's chapter number 14. And verse number, let's read from verse number 29. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down, uh, sorry, come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous. He was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? Hallelujah. He was looking to Jesus and he started to walk on water. But the Bible says his attention, his focus went on the winds and the boisterous wind that was boisterous and he became afraid and he became to sink down in the water and Jesus said oh you of little faith why did you doubt so the reason why he fell down was what he doubted he doubted what is the definition it's a simple definition of doubt from this scripture considering what Peter did the definition of doubt is turning your eyes and focus away from Jesus Towards the situation, circumstance or the trouble. That is the definition of doubt. Turning your eyes and focus away from Jesus. We focus, our focus and attention is shifted from Jesus, from the kingdom work and from the things of God, from heavenly things to the situation. Oh, I don't have money in my bank account. Oh, my sal- salary is late. Oh, there is no water in my, in my tap. Oh, this, oh, that. That is doubt. Hallelujah. Are we understanding? James chapter number 1, let me go, to, go there first, James chapter number 1, <coughs> <coughs> verse number 6, but let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind what is doubt when we turn our focus from Jesus attention, attention from Jesus to our situation, circumstance or trouble and when we doubt our life becomes unstable why do we doubt because we don't trust Jesus enough we think oh, we can bring out the solution to this problem by ourselves by worrying Hallelujah! That's why Jesus says in Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things will be added unto you. Do not, the next verse is, do not worry about tomorrow. Let tomorrow worry about its own own self. Why people worry? Because they don't trust Jesus enough. Hallelujah! Imagine, imagine an investment company or an insurance policy. Where they say, okay, monthly you have to pay $1,000 and after one year you will, you will get a ret- return of $200,000. Hallelujah. We are ready to give the $1,000 every month to that insurance company. But when Jesus says, give your life to me, we doubt. Oh, no, 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 no. Whether I should give it or not. We, we can trust the investment companies. We can trust the insurance company. We can trust the, the salesman. But we don't trust Jesus. That's why we don't want to give our focus and attention to Him. (laughs) Hallelujah. He is a true God. If He says from the word, give, submit and surrender yourself to Him, He will give you the best best returns that any other investment company can give you. Hallelujah. Give your life to Him. Just give everything to him Give your attention Give your focus The reason why people doubt Because they don't trust Jesus enough They don't trust Jesus for their life They don't trust Jesus for their finances They don't trust Jesus for their health For, for their family They don't trust him enough Brother I prayed for 2 days And I fasted Nothing is happening Maybe I have to take, I have to think about something else Maybe I got to marry the same girl I can't wait anymore you know, there is a pressure from my relatives. There is a pressure from everyone. You know, I have to marry, marry now. I have to marry. But, but she is an unbeliever. She is not even, she is a believer, unbeliever, we don't know. You know, sometimes she asks, no, 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 I, I got to, I have waited on God. They don't trust Jesus enough. They are so insecure. Oh, I am, I, I am not married at, at the age of 33. That is how youngsters are in India have become. Hallelujah. Pastors train the youngsters in the church to, when they are at the age of 21, 22, start working and at the age of 26, get married immediately. I don't advise anyone like that. I would say that before you get married, overcome lust and read and study the word. Without studying the word, don't get married. Your marriage will be miserable. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But everyone here in India are so insecure. If anyone goes past the age of 29, 30, people in the church will look at that man as if he is a criminal if he is not married. Oh, you are not married? Maybe God is not with you. That's why you did not get a wife. Yeah, that is the perspective. (laughs) Oh my God. If you are are 30 years of age, you don't have your own house, you go to the church, people in the church will look at you like a criminal. Mm. You don't have your own house. Still staying on rent. Oh, can't match our status. Hallelujah. And then people are pressurized. They don't trust Jesus enough for the process they are going through. Hallelujah. They withdraw and they say, no, 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 no. We want to do something else. I cannot wait on you any longer. I cannot trust on you any longer. Let me, let me change the route. Let me change the way. Oh my God. That's, that is doubt. That is doubt. Let people say what they are saying. You continue to do what God is telling you to do. You continue to endure the process. Yes, Hallelujah. Don't look at the wind that are boisterous. Don't the winds can be the opinions of people. The winds can be pe- what people talk about you, say about you. Let them let the winds blow, but you look at Jesus and continue to walk towards him. Looking unto Jesus, the author and perfecter, perfecter of our faith. Looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. Hallelujah. Don't worry. I know a man of God, a powerful man of God of, in India, from South India. Hallelujah. Who served God all his younger days. never thought about marriage hallelujah he got married at the age of 47 with a powerful woman of God from Germany and they both are serving now in South India consistently consistently hallelujah he never thought he never cared about the opinions of people whether he should get married or not hallelujah at the age of 47 they got married hallelujah I am telling you age of 47 they got married I know another man of God who got married at the age of 45 and he got a woman of God they both are serving God persistently consistently and as per the will of God both of them hallelujah Hallelujah. what if these these men of God you know why their marriage is successful because before they got married they overcame lust if you marry I am not saying don't get me wrong okay. If you marry and the reason why you are marri- marrying is 90% you want to fulfill your bodily desire, your marriage will be terrible. Marriage is not about having sex. Marriage is not about having sex. Hallelujah. That, that is the least you can think about marriage. People get married, married because they are excited after marriage they are going to go to honeymoon and have all their bodily desires fulfilled. That is their focus. Hallelujah but you have to overcome this spirit called lust And if you do that your marriage Some marriages are miserable I am telling you This is the revelations that God has, has shown me Some marriages are so miserable Because bodily attraction is so strong But it stays strong for the beginning and after a point of time, it fades away. And then marriage becomes terrible for you. You don't even want to... You wanted to sleep with the, your wife the whole, whole night. But now you don't even... After some time, you don't want to look at her face. Because the reason why you got married to her was her appearance. And not because what her heart is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are we understanding? Hallelujah. Don't take wrong steps. Don't doubt Jesus. Don't doubt Jesus. Men and women, youngsters, I know older people lost their calling. Now they are old, but they had a mighty calling when they were young. But they got married. The calling finished. They got married. The calling got over. Hallelujah. Are we understanding people of God? Okay? Don't doubt Jesus. I am talking about marriage because that is the hot topic in India. That is the I don't know about the US culture. Maybe your culture is different, but that is what goes on here in India, in the churches. Hallelujah! The pastor used to was, was behind me, the pastor's wife was behind me when I was 22 to have me married, but God's ways were different. I, I did not go as per what they were telling me. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Are we understanding? Are we understanding? People might look at, Oh, brother Rao, you left your job at 26. At your your peak age, you left your job. How you will survive? What ministry has God really called you? Okay, God has called you, but you have to think practically also. All those things might come. But I would not shift my focus away from Jesus. Jesus, you are the author and perfecter. I am walking towards you. I am walking on the way you have called me. And when you walk on the way, Hallelujah, I never thought... How will I survive? But because I was walking on the way and my heart was focused on kingdom work, God continued to release, release. Never kept me in lack, never kept me in poverty, never kept me in debts, never kept me in penalties to pay all those things. Never, ever from the time I have come, everything that I have to pay off, it goes the bills and this and that. I don't know how, but it goes that's a supernatural lifestyle. I don't know. I don't calculate. I don't say, oh, how much should I save? It's just that I have come to a point in my life that I know that Jesus holds my tomorrow. Jesus holds my tomorrow. I know that he is that. And I live happily. I live joyfully. Many people are pressurized. What will happen tomorrow? How will I pay this? How will I pay that? You are not focused on Jesus. You are not looking unto Jesus. That's why the winds of of paying off your bills and paying off your EMIs are shaking you and making you drown. Don't let the boisterous winds, don't focus on the winds. Focus on Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let us pray now. Thank you Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is a simple word that's, it's not a deep teaching as I usually take, but... The Lord told me to give this word, the prophetic words that I am giving you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Looking unto Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Trust him. Trust him with your life. Give him, give it to him. If he asks anything from you, your life, surrender your life to him. Surrender your life. Hallelujah. Don't don't look back. Don't doubt him. If you if you have a car give it for for the kingdom of God hallelujah give it for the kingdom of God i mean use it for the kingdom of God oh hallelujah use it for your church you go to rebo hal if you don't have a car i am telling you ask the car from the lord so that you can do his kingdom work lay pray don't depend on oh don't demand pe- money from people don't demand money from 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 people offerings from people Tell God, tell God with an open heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The more, the more you are willing to do for him, as per that he will release and he will give you, he will give you more than uh, <coughs> things that are ab- in abundance, more than you need in the name of Jesus Christ. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Rebo ya, lebo rebala shaman di anzukrobo ti mereba am denti me al vela kai hallelujah hallelujah father father i pray that you are you direct your people by your word tonight lord in the name of jesus christ lord Oh, Lord, help them to look unto you. Let their faith be revived tonight. Let their faith be revived tonight once again, Lord. If they are focusing on the winds, Lord, the boisterous winds, let their focus be shifted by this word and let them look to you, Jesus Christ. Let let them look to you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, hallelujah. Focusing on Jesus, having our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith hallelujah who endured the cross for the joy that was set before him hallelujah who endured hostility from sinners Oh, Lord, despising the shame. Oh, Lord, you you continue to walk on the path, Lord, of the cross, Lord. Took the cross, Lord. Died on the cross, Lord. Hallelujah. You fulfilled the call of God, looking unto the joy of your father, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. May everyone who are going through trials, tribulation and suffering, not complain against you, not become bitter, but endure it being silent and looking unto you in a in a spirit of prayer lord that they will uh, they will ever continue and increase in reading your word many people say oh god is not doing this for me i will stop reading the bible oh god is not doing this for me i will not go to the church uh, hallelujah you're not going anywhere looking unto jesus look unto jesus continue to do it if oh rebala zekeltia if you lost your job increase your time with the lord increase your time with the lord i am telling you oh hallelujah in the in the in the in the in the past days uh a person that i know who also comes in this meeting lost the job and i told him don't worry god is with you god is in control hallelujah and they uh, afterwards after some months few days they after few months they message me and saying that uh, apostle rahul we god is doing a marvelous work and if they did not if he did not lost that job he would not have realized the hand of god in his life oh some trials some tribulations and some suffering is not to pull you down it's to lift you up is to bring to the knowledge of Christ, is to bring some mighty revelations in your life. Unless you go through it, it will not come. So don't blame, don't complain for what you are going through. Instead, rejoice and give thanks for whatever you are going through and go through it with joy, with praise and worshipping God in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, we want to thank you once again for this wonderful time. We cover all of us with the blood of Jesus Christ. Let the word of God build them. Let the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with them. Lord, this coming week, let them walk in the joy of the Lord. Let them go through, endure and overcome everything that is coming in their life, Lord, looking unto you, Lord Jesus. Father, once again, we cover all of us with the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray for those who are sick, Lord, having bodily illnesses, Lord, infirmities, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. We release healing. We release healing in their bodies by your stripes that they are healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Even we pray for the for the friends, Lord, of, of that family, that sister Vittonia brought, brought Lord, those that son and that daughter, Lord. Who are, who are, Lord, who are admitted, who are going through a lot, every demonic hold over their lives be broken in Jesus' mighty name. Even on the mother, every demonic hold be broken in Jesus' mighty name by the blood of Jesus Christ. And in the name of Jesus Christ, wherever they are, we release deliverance in their lives in jesus mighty name every demonic hold and every demonic spirits that are controlling their lives their destiny their minds every demonic covenants be broken and be destroyed in the name of jesus christ hallelujah deliver that family uh, from the hands of satan in the name of jesus christ hallelujah i pray for those people who are going through financial crisis by the revelation of your word lord I pray that that they will not be in that crisis. They will come out in Jesus' mighty name. They will come out in Jesus' mighty name. That they will rise in the spirit, Lord, by opening themselves up for the kingdom of God, for the heavenly, heavenly things, that you may release providence in their lives, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth hallelujah i rebuke poverty lord from the lives of people i rebuke the spirit of poverty from the lives of people i rebuke the rebuke lack from the lives of people in jesus mighty name your word says lord your word says that you will lord you will suffice their necessities and give them more than they need for in abundance lord for every good work lord in jesus mighty name through the revelation of that verse i pray let providence be released in their lives In Jesus mighty name I pray for those who are doing ministry Lord. Prayer warriors, intercessors, pastors Lord, evangelists Lord prophets apostles lord oh father i pray lord that they will understand the doctrine of the word of god properly especially lord that we will not lead people astray by telling them oh jesus will make you rich and all those things lord teaching them the word through a earthly perspective and through a perspective of earthly prosperity lord but lord i pray that you will give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation and of knowledge and the anointing to teach the word lord in the right way in the name of jesus christ of nazareth that the body of christ may be matured lord i pray for those people who are (coughs) looking to the winds lord boisterous winds they are pressurized by their family pressurized by their relatives to do some things which are not as per your way i pray that they will throw the opinions of men to trash lord in Jesus mighty name and they will focus on you and walk in that way that you have called them to walk in that they will not go to the right or to the left but follow and walk in the word of God Lord where the word of God and the voice of God is directing them hallelujah no diversions in their life no delays in their lives in Jesus mighty name father we give you all the glory honor and praise in Jesus mighty name we pray amen in Jesus name